This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. This is a special episode of Consider Our Knowledge. It's the first part of our two-part Best of 2014. We've taken some of our best segments from the past year and put them together for your enjoyment. Here now are some of the segments that we like best from the early part of the year. Part two will be later in December with four more of our favorites. We hope you'll enjoy this clip show from the best-looking news team in public radio. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Petflix, the new streaming video service just for animals. Now showing new seasons of Dog House of Cards, The Real House Cats of Orange County, Law and Order Special Kittens Unit, and Bones. And the Bjork Foundation, helping to make a better and weirder world by putting mittens on trees, inviting happiness in for soup and crackers, and rejecting magma energy. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The way people talk on Twitter and other social media is becoming more abbreviated all the time. In fact, researchers at Dartmouth College are trying to understand how fully formed words become their abbreviated selves. In order to understand how language is changing because of these new Twitter words, I sat down with one of the professors in charge of the study. Dr. Tony White is a member of the team of Dartmouth researchers who is looking at how and why words are becoming abbreviated on Twitter. It's hella exciting to track the evolution of the English language. Dr. White has made some very interesting discoveries. For examples, women lead in the adoption of clipped words. In general, new linguistic forms are always more readily adopted by women. It's totes cray-cray to think about. In addition to his findings about women, Dr. White also showed that more people in California were using clipped words than in other states. It's probs because of all the TV and movies out there. All the creative collab between the peeps and Cali make it totes possible for more breeves to hap. Because of their research, Dr. White and his team now often find themselves speaking an abbreviated language. It's hilarious how much we talk in abbreves now. Hey, Tony, that new conclusion you wrote was perfect. You killed it. Uh-uh-uh, say it in a breeze. Hey, Tone, that new concludes you wrote was totes perf. You killed it. Oh, I couldn't have done it without your collab. You gonna get lunch? Yeah, I was headed downtown for a burrito. Gail. Totes, I'm starved. We should try that new place in the DT. Their burritos are deft delish. That's better. Sounds amaze. See, they love it. Now, did your family talk like this, too? Lols, not really. My fam thinks it's ox, but I think they're just hella jelly of me and my team. Plus, my wife is totes cray-cray right now because she's so pregs. I bet she'll be defs into it once she has the baby. It'll be adorbs. I'm sure. According to the work of Dr. White and his team, there will be even more abbreviations to come as people keep using Twitter. For Consider Our Knowledge, I'm Connor Bentley at Dartmouth. Now we'll turn to Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. Hi, Cotter. Hi, Alex. Today will be a special Ask Alex edition where we'll take questions from our listeners. I'm very excited to take your questions. Good. Well, let's just get started then. Our first question is an email from Trisha in Portland, Maine. Trisha writes, Dear Alex, I'm worried about when my kids get sick because I've heard that some medicines are deadly, even in small doses. Trisha, you couldn't be more right. There is a plethora of medicines that can be deadly to children. Pain relievers, or analgesics, are at the top of the list of drugs that poison kids. 
and a single dose of codeine, morphine, or methadone can end a toddler's life. My advice is do everything you can to protect your kids from getting sick in the first place. Well, now, how can Trisha do that, Alex? Do what my parents did. Go to your local medical supply store and get some thick medical-grade plastic and construct a bubble or cocoon that your children could live in for their formative years. I was germ-free until I was a teenager, and I couldn't have been happier. Yeah, but didn't that end up compromising your immune system, Alex? It did, because I never got exposed to any germs. But by the time I emerged butterfly-like from my germ-free cocoon, I could take all the drugs that I needed without fear of overdosing. That's a fair point. Good luck, Trisha. Now we have a caller on the line from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Hello, Chuck. I'm getting older, and I heard somewhere the more sex can help elderly people like me have a better quality of life. Now, I've actually heard something like that, too. I think they did a story on NPR.com. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it. I've been telling my wife we need to have more sex for years. And now it sounds like the science is backing me up. Indeed it is. As unappealing as the idea of elderly people in the act of coitus is, there is a health benefit to sexual intercourse in your autumn years. Even having sex once a month shows a marked increase in quality of life. That's what I've been saying for years! Good for you, Chuck. While I personally shudder at the idea of you and your wife's wrinkled bodies locked in a sweaty, heaving embrace, I wish you luck. Thanks! Keep in mind, any kind of intimacy, be it emotional or physical, is beneficial for your overall health and well-being. At your age, the emotional intimacy can be just as effective as the physical, and far less disturbing to think about. Also, don't forget to wrap it up, Chuck. STDs are rampant in the older age bracket, so be sure to have the safest sex possible. But as I always say, abstinence is the best form of safe sex. Thanks for calling in, Chuck. Our next question comes from our very own Dinah Jones-Mallow. What's your question for Alex, Dinah? Well, Alex, I was just curious about where you stand on Obamacare now, because I know you had a difficult time with it at first. Indeed, I did. I know Obamacare has been a very thorny issue, but I have to say that overall, I think it's been very successful in helping people get coverage. I am almost completely uninsurable, and I was able to get a very good plan. <laughs> That's good to hear, because I know you had trouble on the healthcare.gov website. Who didn't? If someone like me with 65 pre-existing conditions could get coverage, the president must have done something right. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Mata Magolis. Welcome to COK's very first Oscar special. We're going to be covering all of the exciting action in the lead-up to Hollywood's biggest night. Ellen DeGeneres will host the show this Sunday, and it proves to be exciting, with all the glitz and glamour we've come to expect from the movie industry's biggest stars. There are a lot of worthy films this year, Marta, from American Hustle to 12 Years a Slave, as well as some outstanding performances from the likes of Kate Blanchett, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Meryl Streep. Let's go now to our popular teenage girl, Melissa Wenolds, who is in Los Angeles. Melissa? Thanks, Marta. I'm here in L.A. where everyone is preparing for Oscar night. Have you spoken to any of the nominees? 
No. But yesterday, I did sit down for an interview with top celebrity stylist Peter Grigio, who's getting lots of the stars ready for the Oscars. So, Peter, what can we expect to see on Oscar night? You'll see it all, Melissa. Sequins, lace, deep plunges, turtlenecks, sleeves, minis, maxis, tuxedo shirts as aprons, culottes, body stockings, tutus, sock puppets, scrunchies, diamond-studded tie pins, wallet chains, designer fanny packs, hoodies, gaucho pants, Chinese finger traps, denim knee pads, the whole nine yards. Wow. So it's safe to say that there's going to be some fabulous and interesting looks this year. Did I stutter? No. So who did you style for this year's Oscars? The question should be, who didn't I style? My client list is the who's who of A-listers. Bradley Cooper, June Squibb, Mickey Rooney, Martin Scorsese, George Clooney's mom, all of the Spielberg kids, Weird Al, Bruce Stern's estranged sister, Judy Dench, Brian Grazier's hair, and all of the animated short directors, and Rita Wilson. That list is cray-cray. Right? I'm also doing Jared Leto's man bun. But that's all. He gets all his tuxedos off the rack. Whatever. Gross. Sorry, girl. I've got to go. Clooney's mom needs help getting into Spanx. Kisses! There you have it. I think it's going to be a wicked night for fashion at this year's Oscars. Back to you, Marta and Connor. I'm really excited to see all those great fashions on the wed carpet. The world is abuzz with talk, both positive and negative, about the Winter Olympics in Sochi. Whether you're watching the games or not, it's hard to avoid them. The COK team has sent several correspondents to Russia to cover the games, as well as the controversy surrounding them. First up, we'll check in with Dinah Jones-Mallow, who's covering the somewhat underwhelming accommodations that the athletes, press, and fans have had to contend with. Dinah? Thank you, Connor. I've been stuck here in my hotel all day because the door to the women's bathroom won't open. I'm in here with a few other ladies. Are you okay, Dinah? Yes, for now. I have some Tic Tacs in my purse, so I'm not hungry yet. That's good. So, I guess it's safe to say the accommodations in Sochi are not up to par? Yes, it is. I'd rank this hotel experience slightly behind a rat-chewed hovel I slept in while I was reporting in Darfur, and just ahead of Motel 6 in Battle Mountain, Nevada. Yikes. Well, that's pretty bad. Well, do you think the athletes are having the same issues over at the Olympic Village? Probably. I can't say for sure, because I've been locked in this restroom all day. What about the venues? Have they been as haphazardly constructed as all these hotels? Again, I can't really say, because I've pretty much only seen this ladies' restroom. Well, I hope the record amount of money spent on these Olympics went somewhere. It didn't go into this bathroom, that's for sure. Well, in the interest of having some kind of report for our listeners, what can you tell us about the bathroom? Well, there's a framed photo of Vladimir Putin in each stall, and the toilet paper seems to be made out of wool. Wool? Yes. It's like a Brillo pad, but not as soft. Well, good luck getting out of there. We'll check back with you later, Dinah. Okay. I think I might try asking this husky Russian lady to see if she can bust the door down. Good idea. Now we'll turn to our senior reporter, Cordell Nutbrock, and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, who are live at one of the events. Hello, Connor. Hey. So, which event are you two reporting from? Well, currently we are watching men's curling. I see. Yes, 
The action is riveting. Canada and the Russians are currently engaged in an epic struggle to see who makes it to the medal round. Olympic sports don't get any more exciting than this. Uh, yeah, they do. Curling is kind of boring. I'd be more interested if people were curling their hair. Why couldn't we get into the snowboarding or hockey? I'm sorry, Melissa, but our public radio press credentials only get us into curling and cross-country skiing. What about the one where they ski and then shoot stuff? The biathlon? Yeah. Sorry, you two. Um, j- just try and get into the curling, Melissa. Yes, you can cut the tension with a knife here in Joseph Stalin Memorial Curling Stadium. Really? What's happening? So, the Russians just shoot their little rock thing with a handle down the lane, and the other guys use their little broom deals to slow it down or whatever, and it hit another one of the rock things out of the circle. Quite. It's uh, heating up out there on the ice. Uh, Cordell, who's the team to beat in curling? Well, the Swedes are usually one of the top teams, as are the Canadians. But keep your eyes on this Russian squad, because President Vladimir Putin has told them that if they don't meddle, they will spend the summer in Siberia breaking large rocks into small rocks. Okay, then. Oh, look! They just got their rock thing in the center of that target. Oh, yes! What an exciting play by the Canadians! See, this is exciting, isn't it, Melissa? (sighs) Whatever. Well, it looks like the Russians might be in danger of going to the gravel pits. Totes, they better start curling a lot better than this. Indeed. Thanks for the report. Now we're going to quickly check back with Dinah, who has hopefully gotten out of that hotel bathroom. Dinah, are you there? Dinah? Dinah, did you make it out? Yes, Connor. I finally did. That's great. Where are you now? I'm standing in the lobby of my hotel, along with the woman who rescued me. It was actually COK's own Martyr Margolis. Wow. That's right, Connor. I was busy interviewing a Russian cross-country skier when I heard the cries of terror coming from a nearby Westworm. So what happened? I realized that I had to rescue the trapped women who were inside. I was unable to jimmy the door open, and because it was made of very rigid Russian steel, I was unable to break the door down. But there was a very small air duct just above the door that I knew I could fit through. Marta really came through for us in there. I was able to get to the west room and help the women into the air shaft, but because of the shoddy Russian workmanship, our route was blocked. So we had to find an alternate way out. Sounds scary. It was touch and go for a bit. We had some trouble, but finally I was able to guide the four women to safety when we found a small hatch. We shimmied down a drain pipe and got back to the lobby relatively unharmed. Wow, exciting stuff, ladies. I hope that's the worst thing that happens. Agreed. From Sochi, I'm Mata Margolis. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more Consider Our Knowledge, you can always go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at considerourknow. You can also subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at stitcher.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. There's not. God damn it. <laughs>